You're listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart, Tasmania and also Western Australia. Gary's in Western Australia today, so he's joining us. Welcome, Gary. Hey, Jason, good to be with you and our listeners again. Yeah, good to have you, Gary. And, uh, of course, you can catch us uh, every weekday at 9am on Tassie Encounters and uh, Gary's program every Tuesday. And if you're listening in Tasmania, you can listen again at 4.30pm. Uh, now, Gary, uh, just tell us, uh, what what have you been up to in the last week or so? You've had a bit of an eventful week. Yeah, I sure did, I... We finished the series of programs uh, in uh, Hobart and uh, that was on a Saturday evening. Next morning I was in hospital with appendicitis and a good surgeon said, listen, we tried to hit that thing with antibiotics, this time it's got to come out. So, so I was under the knife and I said to him, listen, I've got to be in Perth by Thursday night. He said, okay, let's, let's get you out by Tuesday. I tell you what. It was a touch-and-go thing. <laughs> wow. Just in time. Just, just in time. Thank the good Lord for it. But I've heard you, you, you've had a bit of a, uh, an accident yourself. I heard something about falling off a bike. What's going on there? I did. I uh, went for a ride uh, with my wife and just near home. I hadn't got very far, just a couple hundred metres down the road. We are going down a hill and uh, I think I braked badly and um, I ended up going for a major spill and... Uh, it's taken me about a week to work out how many injuries I've had and how to fix them. So, I've uh, I've got uh, yeah a cast on you my right hand. Bones? I've got a fracture in my right uh, arm and uh, I've got some ligament injuries in my left hand. So, wow, yeah, oh wow. But I'm I'm all good. I'm here and I can still operate the uh, the equipment. So we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, good, good. Yeah, we're having a great time here in the West. We had a large group of people on the weekend jason we had the countdown back to the future so we're we're uh, yeah having a good time sharing some amazing prophecies from the bible is that in uh, perth itself yeah there's three venues we're operating in perth right across the city so yeah lots of people coming that's good that's good so gary uh last week um or just before we get on, actually, I'll, I'll just give the show number to our listeners. Our Tassie Encounters show number is 0488 That's 0488 You can text us in any time during the program, but uh, later in the program we're going to have a special book offer for you. So please write that down. Save it as Tassie Encounters or write next to it Tassie Encounters, 0488 now, Gary, last week we finished off our part three of uh, More Fishy Stories and Unbelievables. Uh, this week we've got your program titled The Miserable Sneak, and I can't tell much about that just from the title, but uh, give us a bit of an intro as to what uh, today's yeah, program is going to be about. got a very nice title for a, a guy who struggled for his life, but he was a sneak. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me, we'll find out. Yeah, I want to talk and examine some of the story of a guy called Jacob. Okay, okay, Jacob, and uh, I guess the, the the story that I remember in you know from childhood is Jacob and Esau. There's all, they're they're always the two together. So we're going to be yeah. touching on Esau as well, are we? Yes, we sure will. First of all, who was Jacob? Well, we talked about Abraham a few weeks back. Abraham had a son called Isaac, and then Isaac had two boys, twin sons. Uh, I, uh, Jacob and Esau. So that's where this guy fits in. Okay. But let me talk about let me talk about the this this fellow. Isaac married Rebecca. Uh, she was from up northern Syria, 
and southern um, Mesopotamia. And so she has these twins. But let's, let's talk about how she actually got them. The Bible tells us that they were married for 20 years and she didn't have any children. She just couldn't bear children. I mean, you'd sort of be getting a bit frantic if you were a lady after that time, wouldn't you? You would, yeah, for sure. 20 years is a long time to wait. So Isaac, he prays earnestly for his wife to have children and God grants his request and Rebecca has a, has a, she conceives. But um, I think what happens next is she's really having a real tough time in this pregnancy because it seems like there's a battle going on inside her. So she, she talks to God, she, she prays and she says, you know, what's going on here? And the Lord says, listen, two nations are inside you, two peoples, one people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So she immediately understands that, hey, uh, well, she doesn't know for sure yet because she's surprised when she's got, she has twins, but she's getting an idea that something's, something significant's happening here inside me. Mm. So eventually she, uh, she gives birth, and of course there's twins, and the first guy came out red and hairy, so they called him Esau. That's where your Esau bit comes in, Jason. Okay. <laughs> and then afterwards, his brother comes out, the second one born, but on his way out, he grabs hold of the heel of Esau, who's just just ahead of him. Uh, and so those things were seen as very significant to um, to Rebecca. Number one, the message from God that the younger will serve the the, sorry, the older will serve the younger. And then this, this happening as these twins are born, she, she puts a lot of stock in that. And you can read that story in uh, Genesis 25 if you want to read the full story. Yeah, and Jason, I wonder if you could read for us actually verse 27 because we, we, we now move into an interesting part of this journey. So we have this background of this birth and then we, we look at something that takes place uh, in this family. Could you read for us verse 27? Sure. So Genesis 25 verse 27 says, So the boys grew, and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Something interesting happening here, isn't there? Hmm. A bit of favoritism is emerging in this family. Favoritism's um, never good. It is never good. You're dead right. And it certainly plays out in a horrible way, as we'll see through this story. But uh, what's interesting, you see, Isaac, he likes the older boy because the older one was supposed to be the leader of the clan when he died. So he has his eyes set on this boy. And he likes him too because, you know, he's a bit of a hunter. He's a bit of a he-man, a wild guy. And he loves roving out in the, out in the bush and, of course, he loves his deer, it said. He loves his, the food that he brought from these chases that he had. And, uh, and Rebecca, but she likes this sort of like a, more of a domesticated second son, Jacob. So uh, not a good thing. We're going to discover, actually, Jason, that with this favoritism in this family, um, Isaac gets blind to the plan of God and his wife gets a bit sneaky, not just a bit sneaky, but she deceives her husband, as we'll, we'll pick up in the story. So, yeah, so let's move on to the next bit of the story. These boys grow up, of course, and they, they get into their 20s and 30s. And uh, in this next episode, we'll talk about an ancient custom called the birthright. 
So, so what is the birthright all about, Gary? Yeah, okay. So the birthright was an ancient custom from these times. We call it the patriarchal period. Um, it meant that the firstborn son would inherit these things. Number one, he would become the leader of the clan or the family. So he would sort of be the one who guides them in their, in their activities as a group. Second, he would receive a double portion of the, his father's estate. So if there were three or four sons, he'd get twice as much as the other boys. And thirdly, he was regarded as the spiritual leader of the clan, like sort of like the, the priest or the pastor or whatever it is, you'd, whatever group of people belong to in, in a religious sex setting. So he's sort of like the one who, who helps them, guides them in their journey with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, of the two boys, Jacob craved this third part of the birthright. He, he, he wanted to be the sort of the, the spiritual leader of the clan. But he saw, uh, as we're going to pick up in the story, he despises this bit. He, he can't stand the God bit, the, the spiritual bit. He, he, he feels that restricts his liberties, you know. So he's not interested in God as we, we pick up this journey. He's, he's just the man for the moment. So let's pick up the rest of the story. In fact, Jason, I wonder if you could read where we see that Jacob, uh, sorry, Esau despises his birthright. Perhaps you could read for us from Genesis 25, verse 29, down to about uh, verse 33. Okay. It says, Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I'm about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils, and he ate and drank, arose, and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Wow! You look at look, just look at that for a moment, Jason. When we before we go to our next song, you notice he says, "Look, I'm about to die." I mean, the guy wasn't about to die. Give me a break. He could have gone over to the tent of his dad just across the road, you know, and he and he, and he wouldn't have died. He was just he, hungry, he's but a man I, of the moment, you know. I think that's how it is with boys, isn't it? They uh, they feel hungry and they they think they're starving to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But this guy, there's something else going on here. You notice it says he swore and sold his birthright to Jacob. Yeah. And then it says he ate, he drank, he rose, he went his way. He didn't care less. And he just sold out on his birthright, which was not just the spiritual part too. Uh, it was the total thing. I mean, in fact, Hebrews 12, verse, uh, uh, Hebrews 12, it says, Be careful lest there be any profane person like Esau, meaning a despiser of God. That's really what he was giving. Yeah, that's really what this thing was all about. He just didn't want the God bit, so he, he's happy to you know, sell everything just for a bowl of soup, basically. Mm. So he sold his birthright. Ah, wow, what a story. Jason, we perhaps better go to a song a and we'll finish off this little bit of the birthright when we, when we get back, eh? Yes, we'll do that. And it's time for a break. So uh, Lord, I Need You is the song we're going to do, uh, we're going to play, and it's by Sam Cox. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. 
Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour. Made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and uh, we're talking with Gary Webster about the story of Jacob and Esau. In particular, we were just talking about how Esau despised his birthright. And so, uh, Gary, we're just going to wrap that part up and go into a, a, a new part of this story of Jacob and Esau. Yeah, yes, Jason. Um, we, we see the, the fact that. Esau despised his birthright from what takes place a little bit after this. He, he marries two Canaanite women. And the Bible says that God told the Israelites, don't intermarry with the Canaanites because we know what sort of practices and belief systems they had. Later on, we notice they had human sacrifice, uh, temple prostitution, all sorts of gross sorts of behaviors. 
And uh, so God says, don't intermarry. But but Esau does, because he's a man of the moment. This is I like these ladies, so I'm going to have them, even though I'm supposed to be the head of the clan and not do this. Mm. So you can see the, the attitude, sadly, of, of Esau. In fact, Jason, you know, when I thought about this story, when we look at it, we think even today thousands of people are selling their 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 souls, so to speak, for essential indulgences, you know. Mm. Health is sacrificed. Sometimes mental faculties are, are are sort of enfeebled and eternity is forfeited and all for just the, the temporary pleasures that we, we, we get. Uh, and those things weaken us for this life and, and, you know, they take down our own characters. So sort of sadly, just as Esau woke up further on in the stories, we'll see, to see that... It was a stupid, rash exchange when he was, when it was too late to recover all his losses. So it's going to be some time for many of us, if we're not careful, when Christ comes, we will have seen we've, we've bartered our eternal inheritance, just like Esau sold his own soul, so to speak, just for the moment. It's, a, it's quite a warning to us, I believe, Jason. Mm. This sort of attitude that, Jake, that Esau had, he just didn't want God, and, and he paid a high price for it, sadly. Anyway, let's get let's pick up the story. Uh, the birthright's not finished because even though Esau sold it, he wants to pick it up some years later when his dad's about to die. So and they, years they have- go by and Isaac's getting old, so old, in fact, that he can't even see anymore. He's blind and he knows he's going to die. So he calls in his, his oldest son, Esau. Now, Jason, he does this secretly because he knows his wife, believes that the younger one should be the one who gets this birthright because of the circumstances of his birth, remember? So the, oldest, so, the oldest always received that, that uh, special blessing. So dad, dad's favourite is the older, mum's favourite is the younger, and dad's blind to the will of God as given in the birth of uh, these boys. And so he says, well, I better not do this openly because my wife will get grumpy on me. So, so he calls his son quietly. And he says, listen, boy, I'm going to die and I need to pass this birthright on to you. Esau's happy to pick up the first two bits, you know, the, the cash, so to speak, and do the boss. Just doesn't want the spiritual bit, as we said. And so he says, go kill me some uh, a deer out in the, in the bush, cook it up, bring it to me. We have a special meal that goes with this blessing that I'm going to give you and the birthright. And uh, so away goes Esau into the bush with his bows and arrows to kill his deer. But mum overheard the discussion and she goes to the younger boy and she says, listen here, boy. She says, you want that birthright, especially that spiritual bit of it, don't you? And we know that God wants you to have that. So this is what we're going to do. She says, I want you to go and get a goat out of our flock there. You kill it, bring it to me. I'll cook up some stew that you know, that I know your dad loves. And you take it in there and uh, you tell him, here is the meal and you're ready for the blessing. And Jacob says, Hang on a bit here, Mum. Just wait a minute. Esau's hairy. I'm as smooth as anything, he said. uh, And not only that, when Dad hears my voice, he'll know it's Jacob and not Esau. And instead of blessing me, he'll curse me. Mm. And uh, so Mum says, no, don't don't worry, boy. Just do what I tell you and it'll all be good. So Jacob gets his deer. He kills, sorry, his goat. He kills it. Mum cooks up a meal and she gets the skins from from animals, probably the, the one that he's just killed, and she ties them on his arms and around his neck so he feels furry. Um, 
And away he goes. So he comes into Esau and says, well, here I am for the blessing, Dad. And Isaac says, what? So quick? Boy, that was quick. Oh, yes, says Jacob. God sent the deer to me. I mean, here now he brings God into the story. Um, lies about God as well. So he says, oh, boy, he says, you sound like Jacob. Come over here. So the boy comes over to his dad and dad feels his arms, feels the back of his neck and says, hmm. Yeah, okay, sounds like Jacob, but certainly feels like Esau. And then he's, so he has the meal. And after the meal, he says, now, are you really, are you really Jacob? Uh, really Esau, sorry? He says, yeah, I'm really Esau. And so dad blesses him, passes the birthright onto him. Jacob leaves the tent. He's hardly got out of the tent when who turns up? Esau. Esau with his bowl of food. And he goes into dad and says, hey, here I am. And Dad gets, what do you mean? Who? I, I, I've already given the blessing to you. He says, no, you haven't. And then they both realise what had happened. That brother of theirs had lied and stolen the birthright from his brother. Uh, and so Esau cries out, oh, please, please give me a blessing. Just, just give me a blessing. And Isaac says, sorry, boy, when I make a promise, it stays that way. I can't undo it. And Esau begins to realise that this is actually the will of God, even though Jacob and his mum have acted pretty deviously. So, so Gary, I've just yeah. got a question there. That uh, in yeah, terms I mean, of in terms of this blessing, is this um, a material thing or is it just a spiritual thing? It's like it's like a contract, Jason. So you know, if we were in today's world we'd be taking a piece of paper and we'd be signing on the dotted line. Isaac signs, I'm passing this to you, boy. Esau's going to sign. In this case, it was Jacob. So it's a contract. Right. Uh, and so they didn't need to do that. They just, the man's word, that was it back in those times. So mm. he said so, and that's it. Mm. Mm. Okay, so before so, we go on to, we've got a, another song coming up. We've got a few minutes before that. So we've got more to this story before we go to the break. Yeah, we sure have, Jason. You know, when Esau realises he's, he's lost everything, because now he's not only lost the spiritual bit, which he didn't want anyway, he didn't want the God part, now he's lost the leader of the clan and he's also lost the double portion of the goods. So he's as mad as a meat axe, as we say, and he says, listen, when Dad dies, which won't be long, I'm going to kill my younger brother. He's going he's to cop it for this. I can't stand just what he's done. So mum overhears Esau talking about this and she says to her boy, she says, listen here, boy, you better go for your life because when dad dies, your brother's going to kill you. So Rebecca goes to her husband and she acts deviously again. She says, listen, Isaac, we need to send young Jacob, who's got this blessing, up to northern Syria where we've come from because I don't want him to marry one of these Canaanite women. So Isaac, who understands what God has said, you know, don't intermarry with these Canaanites, he says, all right, you go, boy, up to to our family, our extended family up north, and so away Jacob heads. What a, what a sad story. He never actually saw his mum again, you know, Jason. Wow. That was it. That's that's uh, sad when when we uh, lie and cheat, then there are consequences. Yeah, and what what's interesting, Jason, is it was God's plan that Jacob be the 
you know, they received the birthright, but the way in which they did it was not his plan. If they had only waited, God would have worked this thing out in his way, in the right way. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I've done that. I've rushed ahead of God and things don't go like they should go, do they? Mm, absolutely. Very easy for us not to trust him. So we sort of, we sort of make things happen and sometimes we make them happen in, in this case in very devious ways. Gary, uh, we're going to go to break shortly, but uh, before we do, would you like to just uh, share with our listeners the free uh, book offer today, Patriarchs and Prophets? Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that just before we go to the break? Yeah, Jason, this is a terrific book. It, it takes people from the creation story right through to the times of David, and you get these the, the great insights into the stories of these Bible characters. And, uh, of course, one of them is this guy, Jacob, that uh, we're talking about today. But it's a fantastic book. People can uh, see in, in, in the chapters where to read the story from the, the biblical account. And then there's sort of like a commentary and sort of giving you more information uh, behind the scenes because people have done work behind to find out some of the, you know, like the customs and so on. So it's a terrific book and a very inspiring book. Patriarchs and Prophets, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for that, Gary. Now we're going to go to break. Um, and uh, just a reminder, that book is part of the Conflict of the Ages series. And so there's a collection of books part of that series. This is volume one in that series. Uh, so we'll give you the code later in the program. Right now, this is Broken Systems by Carly Fletcher. Living water, the very 
Beautiful song by Carly Fletcher, Broken Sisters. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're speaking with Gary Webster, who's currently in Western Australia. Welcome back, Gary. Yes, Jason, good. Uh, now, we've been talking about uh, Jacob and Esau and how Jacob was uh, and his mother really were a bit deceptive and sneaky. That's why we titled this program the uh what was it <laughs> what's our the title miserable the snake. miserable sneak that's it uh and the miserable he stole snake. from his brother his brother and then he lies to his dad and then he brought god into it remember yeah absolutely so uh, we've just been going through that story about how he was uh being sneaky to to really steal this birthright uh off esau so um where are we going now go yeah let's, there's more let's to the story the story let's let's not be too hard on on Jacob when you stop and think about it. I mean, we've all acted in ways sometimes like this where we've... And you you, you imagine how terribly broken Jacob must have felt as he had to leave home on his own, just got his staff in his hand. Um, uh, he must have felt terrible. That's why I think that song, Broken Sisters, must have fitted nicely for Jacob at that point in his journey, you know. Mm. Uh, he must have felt just like that. Well, the second night on his journey, he's trying to avoid everybody, by the way, 
uh, Jason. He, he doesn't want to be into towns because, you know, Esau's going to track this boy down, his brother down, isn't he? So mm. he, he stays to himself as much as possible so that he can't be tracked down. And he, go, he, he lies down uh, at night on his journey from from down in Beersheba, actually, where the Aussies had that charge of the, you know, the charge of the light brigade. And he's working his way up north to eventually go to northern Syria. Anyway, the second night he lays down, you can imagine, the guy's depressed, he's alone, he's afraid, he, he, he can sense how terrible an act he's done to lie to his old dad who's about to die and you know, steal from his brother and also felt like God had forsaken him too, no doubt, because you know he'd brought God into this. And mm. So he lays down and he puts a pillow of rocks under his head. Man, he, he must have been tired to sleep on a bunch of rocks. Doesn't, doesn't sound very comfortable. <laughs> no, interestingly, by the way, but if you ever, you know, listeners ever see some of the pictures of the treasures of Tutankhamun, they had these sort of little stone pillows. They did, weren't, weren't a stone, but they were shaped a bit for your neck, but it was not, certainly not a Dunlop pillow that we use today. Mm. And so he lies down, and, and that night he dreams. And he has this dream where there's a ladder that stretches from earth right clear up to heaven and these angels are going up and down on this ladder. So this ladder, is it like the sort of ladder that uh, you, you would imagine we'd use to get on the roof of our house? Oh, yeah, good question, good question. No, probably nothing like that. Um, it's more like a staircase, really. Okay. Uh, because famous for these parts of the world were the, the ziggurats, we call them, which were sort of like temple towers. You see some of these sorts of uh, towers in South America, for example, at Chichen Itza, in the Yucatan part of Mexico, where they are steps. Then the steps go from earth up to the top because the gods live up the top. So it was, a, it was you know, something that um, was familiar with the culture, a, a stairway to God. So he sees this stairway, so to speak, mm. that reaches clear from earth to heaven. And um, then he hears a voice coming from the top of the ladder, and it's the voice of God. Now, let me read what it says. And behold, the Lord stood above it. And said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lying, he's sleeping on this very land. I'm going to give it to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. Now, for the ancient people to have lots of kids uh, was a big thing. That was, you know, that was prestige and so on. Mm. Uh, they'll be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south, and in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, this was the the renewal of the promise that God had originally made to both his grandfather, Abraham, and his father, Isaac. God had promised them three things, remember? One, some land two, a special people, and three, a special purpose to be a help to the rest of the world. So now Jacob is getting the same blessing from God. Okay. But you know, Jason, there was something more that God added just for, just for Jacob himself, so to speak. On top of all that, he says, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go and I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Can you believe it, Jason? Mm. You know, Can it, you believe it? I mean, this it, guy's been a rotter. 
<laughs> it's mean, interesting that the, the promises, though, uh, that uh, are given here are very similar to what was given to Abraham, wasn't it? When uh, exactly when Abraham didn't even have a son, and and yep. he, in this case, Jacob doesn't have a son as yet. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't, even, doesn't even have a wife. And, yeah, good uh, point. Yeah. So yeah, similar. exactly. Is, that's a, is, that's a great point. I hadn't thought of quite that way. And you're you're spot mm. on. That's uh, so. You know, he's got nothing. Has he got a stick in his hand? That's it. That's all he's got. And God's promising yeah. that that uh, he'll have a multitude of family. Mm. And yeah, good point. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, now God is saying to him, "Listen, listen, buddy. You're all alone, but I'm going to be with you. Yep. I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to look after you. I mean, what did this guy deserve? You know, we would say a bullet to the head." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite that harsh, but you know, I mean, the way he's treated his brother and his dad, and God comes along with amazing grace, doesn't he? Mm. Unbelievable. I love this story because it says, you know, we might mess up big time bad, uh, Jason, and, you know, we might have done some stupid things, and, and, and we feel so terrible, but God isn't finished with us. He forgives us. He, he, he extends grace to us. You know, just a fantastic story. Now, before we go to the break, we've got a few minutes. There's one more story you want to share, um, Gary. Yes. Yeah, I do want to share, share that, Jason. And, and that is, this story is picked up by Jesus. Because when Jesus came along, um, Nathaniel uh, was one of his early followers. And Jesus met Nathaniel and he said to him, Listen, you're going to see heaven open. And the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That's himself. Hmm. So in other words, Jesus picks up this story of the ladder or the stairway to God. Yeah. And he says, really, that story represents me. I'm the ladder. I'm the way to get from earth to heaven. Okay. I'm the way to get to God because God was at the top of the ladder. That sounds he like said, it's by me. It sounds like that uh, other verse that says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly where Jesus was heading with this thing. Yeah. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Mm. There's no other way to get to God but through Jesus Christ. A beautiful story. And, and what, what God was is, is saying to us today, as he said to Jacob back then, Jason, is, because of me, God will take care of all your needs. Mm. You know, Jacob had nothing, as we said. Just got his stick in his hand, and God says, I'm going to be with you, Jacob. Don't worry, man. Just trust me. I'll look after you. And God does that the same way with us. Those angels represent God's care between us and heaven. He cares for us. He'll look after us. But there's something else. It's by Jesus that God brings us back to himself, mm. connects us to God, just like Jacob was being connected to God in this story. So Jacob wakes up and he says, wow, this is the very gate of heaven. This is the way to God. And he calls the place Bethel. And we're going to encounter that in the story as we continue next week, Jason, because he gets back to Bethel eventually. Uh, this is the, the house of God or the gate to heaven. Fantastic story, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. I want you to. I want you to read for us Jacob's response to this story. Okay. He, he wakes up and he says, "Wow, look at this! 
what God has done for me. Read for us verse uh, 20 to 22, Jason. It says, If God will be with me and keep me and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, then the Lord shall be my God. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Yeah, he, he says, man, because God's going to do all this for me when I've been such a miserable character, look, you're going to be my God and I'm going to give you the tenth of all that I all that I had. Beautiful story, beautiful response to a man who's been graciously forgiven. Awesome. We're going to go to another break. Uh, but just before we do, remember our offer for today, Patriarchs and Prophets. It's part of the Conflict of the Ages series. It's volume one. And uh, right after the break, we will give you a special code. Now, here's a song from the late 50s by Jim Reeves. Uh, it is no secret. Now, Gary, you've chosen this for a special reason. And after yes. the break, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I want to tell about the story about this behind the song. It's a fantastic story. Awesome. Tim Reeves, It Is No Secret. The chimes of time ring out the news Another day is through Someone slipped and fell Was that someone new? You may have longed for added strength Your courage to renew Do not be disheartened I have news for you It is no secret What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. There is no night, for in his light you'll never walk alone. You'll always feel at home, wherever you may roam. There is no power can conquer you, while God is on your side. Take him at his promise, don't run away and hide. It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he'll do for you. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 
You're listening to Tassie Encounters, and that was Jim Reeves with It Is No Secret. Now, just before you tell us about that, I promised we'd give the code to Patriarchs and Prophets, our book offer for today, our free offer, and you can text in the code word DIG number 13. That's D-I-G 13, no spaces. Text that into 0488 891. That's 0488880891. Now, just uh, during the break, uh, Stephen texted us and, and uh, shared a good thought. He said the Esau's children, as well as Jacob's children, are invited to live because of Jesus. That's so true, isn't it, Gary? That is true. And I like what Stephen's mentioned there because we're going to pick that up more next week. Even though Esau despised the things of God, the door wasn't shut on him in terms of salvation. He lost the birthright, mm. but God was still gracious to him. And, and as, as Stephen said, his children had a place as well at the table, so to speak. And, uh, and, and so God hadn't shut Esau out from eternal life if he chose to, to, to go that road. Tell us the story of this song, Gary. Yeah, a beautiful song, isn't it? It is no secret. Well, it was actually written by a guy called Stuart Hamlin back in the, what it would have been the... 40, early late 40s, early 50s, I think somewhere. Mm. Stuart Hamblin was a was a country and western disc jockey. Uh, had a radio program in uh, California, there in Los Angeles, and um, he was married to a Christian lady, Susie Hamblin. And um, Stuart uh, always took the bad part in the cowboy films. He was the bad guy <laughs> when he did he did a bit of acting as well. But anyway, his wife Susie decided she'd go along to hear the young fiery preacher Billy Graham in his uh, early days there in a tent crusade that he had in uh, Los Angeles. So Stuart went with his wife and he rather liked the the uh, enthusiastic fiery young preacher. Uh, Billy used to speak pretty pretty lively in those days and so he went along and he heard it but one night as the as Billy spoke the the Holy Spirit convicted Stuart that he needed to change his ways because he was a bit of a bit of a lad and wasn't that interested in God, although he loved to, to hear preaching. So um, Stuart Hamblin uh, was convicted that he was he needed to change his ways, but he got off out of his seat, walked past Billy Graham as he's going out of the tent, shook his face, shook his fist, as it were, as he's going past Billy and walked out the tent. And then when they got home in the middle of the night, he wakes up and he says, Susie, uh, God is wanting me to give my life to him. Please help me. So they knelt down at their bed there in in Los Angeles, and and Stuart gave his life to the Lord, accepted Christ into his life. He he actually drove across Los Angeles to Billy Graham's hotel at the time, woke him up, and said, "Hey, I've just uh, I've just given my life to the Lord." Of course, Billy Graham was happy, even though it was early in the morning. But uh, yeah, so Stuart becomes uh, became a Christian, and so he told all the people on his radio show the next day, "You need to get down to that tent and hear this young preacher." Mm. Uh, whereupon the crowd sort of increased in Billy's program there. But anyway, he's walking down the street one day with his friend John Wayne. We all, of course, have heard of John Wayne, the cowboy actor, and he's Stuart, uh, John Wayne says to him, he says, Hey, Stuart, what's this I hear that you've got, you got God in you? <laughs> in the way John Wayne put it. <laughs> uh, so Stuart says, Well, John, it is no secret what God can do to a guy like me. And mm. John says to him, you know, Stuart, you ought to put those words to a song. So Stuart 
uh, Hamlin wrote the words, it is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. Because it was the experience of his own life. He had been a bit of a lad, and now God had changed his life. So beautiful story, beautiful song. Mm, mm. So, Gary, uh, what else have you got to share before we finish up today? We've got a few minutes left. Yeah, look, I want to just talk about where we're going to be headed, Jason, with the rest of this story. Sure. Our next program, uh, next week, will be What Goes Around Comes Around. We continue the story of Jacob, uh, and we learn some significant lessons, but we also learn, uh, again, of the grace of God for people like ourselves, who sometimes we make a mess of stuff in our lives, and uh, we, we pick up this incredible story. There's quite a few chapters devoted to it, but I'm going to be then moving into the incredible story of the favourite son um, of, of Jacob, and that was Joseph, because this story is mind-boggling. We pick up some, some archaeology in this story of Joseph as well, um, because you know, things have been found in uh, Egypt that sort of back up the story of this incredible young son of, of Jacob. So, yeah, we're going to be picking up the story again. We're going to see uh, what, where Jacob leaves this place, Bethel. What happens after this as he heads north to what we call, or the Bible calls, Padan Aram, which is southern Mesopotamia, northern Syria. And we'll see the story continues. I uh, I particularly love the story of Joseph. There's, there's so much in that that... Um uh, is fascinating and uh, yeah, inspiring as well. So I yeah, look forward and, to that. And, yeah, and and uh, Jason, before we go, you see, um, what we find with with Jacob is that you know sometimes the things in life that we do they actually catch up with us. Mm. Um, God forgives us, but there are some scars sometimes, and so we pick up some scars that Jacob had but scars that eventually turned out to be a blessing because God can bring even good out of the bad stuff in life, you know. And he's already doing this for Jacob, you'll, you'll notice. Mm. Even though he's just deceived his dad and uh, lied and so on, God, has, God meets him on his journey immediately. He hasn't left him. He's going to be with him. He's going to carry him. He's going to help him. And Jacob just needs to turn his life over to God because at this point, until this point, he's not really a follower. He's he's what we would call a skin Christian. Mm, mm, absolutely. It's, he just wants to do the, the, the spiritual stuff, but he doesn't really want the heart. Until this point, now things begin to change for him. Yeah, okay. Well, tomorrow we've got uh, Raiko Celic continuing his series 3MJ. He's been talking about the Great Tribulation, and last week he did part one, and tomorrow he'll be doing part two. That's going to be with Tabitha tomorrow. So please tune in at 9 a.m. tomorrow, or again, 4.30. If you're listening in Tasmania, you can catch it again then as well. Jacob, uh, Jason, I mean, can, yeah. can I just say something about that Patriarchs and Prophets book again? Our, yes. Our free offer today. Yeah, don't remember. Don't forget that. Dig 13 is the uh, code. We've actually, we've, we've got a limit on that one. There's only five copies we'll be giving away, so... So the first five in will get that, and we've had some claim already. So yeah, because look, Jason, that's a, that's an awesome book. People will be inspired by it. not just the character of Jacob and the story of Joseph, but many of these great people of the past that we just hear about their names. The the stories come alive. They they just they're just thrilling and and inspiring for our own journey today. Mm. 
Awesome. And and Gary, just before we go as well, the uh, the programs, if anyone's listening from WA, uh, is it too late for somebody to come along to your programs over there? No, they can come along. We're, we're, we've had the programs up at Clarkson and at Manning coming up on Friday night uh, and then on and, and Forest Field as well. So no, they can join us. We've, we've just had uh, a half-day seminar and now we're just uh, moving through the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel. And so to get more information about that, what would they search for? Or uh, There's a website, prophetica.com. Yes, there's a website. No, the, the website is Countdown. Countdown, right. Countdown, yes. If they go, go just type in Countdown, um, they'll be able to uh, pick that up. Okay. Or they can, they can phone me if they want to in West Australia. No worries. If, if you want to uh, make contact, text us on our show number, 0488 880 and we can, uh, we can get uh, Gary to give you a call if you're interested in attending some of those events. That would be great, Jason. I'd be happy to talk to them yeah. because the people really enjoyed these the other, the other, this last weekend. Yeah, so do that. Text us in. Okay. Well, uh, thanks, Gary, for joining us uh, all the way from WA. I think that's probably the furthest away we've done a, a remote program, so uh, <laughs> we made it to the end. That's, that's yeah, good. Beautiful, <laughs> and beautiful be- day here in the West here, Jason. <laughs> ah, great. Awesome. <laughs> you're making me jealous. Although it started off a nice day here, but it's, it's become overcast. Anyway, we're going to go out with this song. It's called Grace, is, uh, Grace That Is Greater by Bart. Millard. So uh, wherever you are, have a great day and uh, we hope you can join us again tomorrow. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt Yonder Calvary's mount outpour There where the blood of the Lamb was spilled Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that is greater
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.